Hi, this is Alex O'Dare, and you've tuned into my new podcast, 15 Minutes with Alex. My husband of 30 years, Nick Nahez, and I have locked the kids and animals out of the house, and we discuss a bunch of shit and make some calls. I hope you enjoy the first episode. Oh, COVID days, huh? Well, what do you think about COVID-19 life with the family and no school? Um, it is awful and also weirdly wonderful. Like, it seems like there's this potential for it to be wonderful if we just organized this thing or, like, you know, went for a walk at 5 o'clock in the morning every day and, and, and made popcorn at 7 p.m. every yeah. night. But, like, basically it just every day devolves into... Yeah, just kind of... Can't wake up the teenager... I feel like I've been, you know, we're not the schedule type at all, generally. I mean, that's the thing that Nick, you're always trying to, you know, I feel like there's, you're trying to imagine a schedule, you know, and whenever we're in a stress mode, you'll be like, all right, we've got to get on a schedule. Like, we've got to figure this out. we got to get up, you know, Louie at this time, get Miko out, and then... Because I resist all scheduling, and I actually have an allergic reaction to it. Uh, basically, it, it very rarely happens. But of course, we have school to get the kids to, and we do have our work. But, but our work is weird because we we're mostly freelancers. Sometimes you've had nine to five. Sometimes you haven't. And I have my weird yoga teaching. So you know, it's not a regular job. So part of me really relished the not relish other people's suffering, but relish the like radical. Um, disintegration of the world schedule for COVID-19 and I was kind of excited about that. Yeah, I mean because we're doing the live yoga stuff it's actually been busy for us yeah. from like work point of view because we had to completely change the yoga business but then also strangely not really a departure from our usual thing which is just chaotic and we're sort of recreating everything Every, Every day. day. And <laughs> yeah. so and now we, we just have to supposedly homeschool Miko. That's, which... I find, the thing that I have, you know, basically one, I've always said that I'd rather spend three nights in Abu Ghraib or a lifetime in Abu Ghraib than homeschool. Yeah. It's my absolute worst nightmare. Yeah. And um, like I... We went, we went, like... At every, I think our our fear more. We were more afraid of home having to ever homeschool our kids than we were from like a natural disaster or pandemic. Like, yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think to us the natural, you know, I always joke with everyone who knows me that I love natural disasters. I love when there's like all when there's an electricity blackout and when nobody can drive because of snowstorms and that rarely happens because the snow is cleared away so much and we have no snow left anymore um so when I first heard of this before I knew how you know radically horrible it was um I was like yes no school amazing and everybody's stuck at home it's my dream come true um but like you said, when I suddenly, the school, I had never heard of Zoom, so when the schools were like, okay, first school meeting at 9 a.m. on Tuesday with Zoom, and here's your packet, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? We're supposed to be teaching the kids? Right, and then I think a, like a couple of days ago, it really hit me that like, oh, like if Alex gets sick, this will be pure hell on earth. Like, <laughs> I, like I will have to be nursing her and like afraid of getting sick, afraid of... 
And the I was like, great, sick. if Nick gets sick, awesome. I'll lock him in the bedroom. I'll have total free time. I don't have to deal with his nagging about shit and the schedules. No, I was really like, like a little tiny bit. What? <laughs> Just a little bit. But you, don't you think it'll be hell to have to deal with the kids without me? Uh, oddly, no. I think that's the difference between us. So I feel like, Nick, I feel like you... You know, you're a real homebody, to say the least. Right. And um, it's very rare that I have the house to myself, whereas when, when it wasn't COVID-19, I'm much more external, obviously an exhibitionist, a real social person. Right. Well, I, see, I, I want to be the person that gets sick. I'd much rather be the sick person. <laughs> so I'd maybe that's lucky. i COVID than okay. have to deal with everything. So then we're good. So that's why we're together. Yes, except <laughs> the locking him in the room and not doing well like, you know I, it's perfect you know, it's perfect because i like i actually do like being sick but i like being sick with nursing and exactly not, no but know. it's no it's my dream come true because you i can't nurse you so our best friends in new york one of them has covid and the other but you can't so they've sequestered her into the bedroom it's awful because they live in a tiny you know a small brooklyn apartment but i i heard that that um you know, one of them delivers food to the door. They never go in the room. That's my dream. Like, I just deliver you your food on the tray. And you can't be like, oh, rub my back or my feet or, ooh, I've got the chillblains. And so I get to just leave your food at the door and not have to deal with you. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I'm <laughs> suddenly getting nervous that I want to be sick one, but I don't want to be the sick one. Um, um, all right. Well, look, we're this, the concept of this podcast is we're going to call folks, so let's get right to the heart of the matter and okay. Viva okay, yeah, and it's a good it's a good to bring up because basically my mother growing up with Viva was what gave me this allergic reaction to caretaking for sick people. It's weird because a lot of people think of me as a caretaker. I mean I am a caretaker right, for many. Her about that. Yeah. But I feel like when basically Nick's my loved one, hold on, I'm trying to get her number, that's why I'm pausing. And so my mother is, you know, to say the least, I will say. I guess I'm the technical person who's supposed to be calling me. I know, but I think but, I have it now. Um, but let's ask her about that. Let's ask totally. her what it was like to okay. be nursed and nurse. Hi. Hi, how are you? Uh, well, as I said, I have this issue, but with my legs, one leg at night, is it? But while, since I spoke to you, I developed a whole new theory. What's that? Um, the state of medicine and doctors and health. Yeah. And with with the so-called elderly, I hate the word, mm -hmm. is the same as um, politics. I mean, this, I'm trying to get my thoughts straight. I just got up because I had so much trouble sleeping. Let me ask um, you this, Mom. We've been, Nick and I have been talking about, like, if one gets sick, how we'll deal with it. Like, who will have to be isolated in the, you know, what we'll call the master bedroom since it has its own bathroom. And Nick really dreads me getting sick. And I admitted a few moments ago that I got excited about sort of locking him into the bedroom and having the house to myself. and But I realized it's because with COVID, I wouldn't be able to nurse him. I'd have to leave food in front of his door. 
And is that what got you excited that you wouldn't have to nurse them? Um, yeah, exactly. And then I was thinking, I wonder if that's some like slight. I'll, I'll exaggerate and use the word trauma from childhood because you know I feel like you got sick a lot. You know, like remember how you had hepatitis and. No, I didn't have hepatitis. That wasn't oh. hepatitis. What was I had it? to diagnose it myself. Oh. I went, uh, well, I'll start at the beginning of this. I had a really good dentist, but um, I had no health insurance. And um, and this, would you say, I, this is in the 80s, right? Now, let me finish. Let me finish. Oh, there's the charger. I had a really good dentist, but I had no health insurance. And you needed braces. You needed something. You know, they wanted, the, the, the dentist I went to wanted to pull a couple of your teeth so that you could. Um, They're obsessed with pulling teeth. teeth all the time. What? Are They're, they still doing that? The dentists yes. are obsessed with pulling teeth. They, they um, yes, they're tr always trying to pull my molars, even though there's nothing wrong with my molars. Yeah, well, they pulled mine, too, when I was in Paris. And they're obsessed with putting braces on kids younger and younger. It's like a crazy braces assembly line. Okay, so it's just a way for them to make money. Yeah, exactly. All. Okay, because your, your overbite was really cute. You know? I know. I, I know. I would have looked more like Beverly D'Angelo and less like a hooked face. I don't, yeah, right. Psycho. Exactly. Okay. You might have looked so like a rabbit I, donkey, though. That's true. So, um, so I went to my really good dentist, and his assistant said, Why don't you take Alexander to the New York NYU clinic? So I went there, and I said, Oh, while I'm here, why don't I have my something, my whole mouth x-rayed or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But they totally fucked me over mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, left uh, and left. They, they did a root canal on a perfectly good tooth. They said, oh, you have a, you have a, a gum pocket there and then this younger dentist and then all the older dentists were furious at him for what he did. And I went to Mexico with an with a hole in the root of a tooth. Oh my and God. anyway, anyway, the parasites got in through my tooth. Wow, the in amoebas. Mexico and what? The amoebas from Mexico. Yeah, and they got right to my liver through my bloodstream. I figured out why, because all the doctors said, no, this is not hepatitis. We don't know what it is. Oh. It, because um, you, 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 you're jaundiced, but you don't have hepatitis. So did Dr. Cahill so was, figure that out? No, I did. Wow. This I is did. the first so you guys later. have ever told me this story about you having to nurse your mom when she was sick. How old did you say you were? Um, I think I was like, I don't know. Would you say like... It was before Gabby. Uh, no, actually, Gabby was born, so I must have been like 12 or 13. So you also had to take care of Gabby? Yeah, I mean, I just remember like when anybody, when, well, we, I was saying how like we don't, we're not into schedules in our family, and I think that's how you and I grew up. I mean, that's how you raised me. Like it wasn't like we had a big schedule around the house. You know, when I didn't no, feel like had, going to school, you would just not let me go to school. Yeah, it wasn't like Gabby, who's really attached to her schedule, you know? Yeah. When you're talking to, doing FaceTime with the kids. Okay. Kids, yeah, well, she we has much more boundaries and schedule, and I inherited much more of, for whatever reason, I 
took, I took the path of you, and Gabby took a different path with that. But so part of, so I do feel like COVID-19 kind of allows me to indulge in, you know, the completely unscheduled. There's like, I always have a sense that the rest of the world is all on this ambitious timeline. And I'm sort of like, oh, when is that ever going to stop? So part of me is like, ah, look at us now, you know? And you know how like some people are complaining about not being able to get their hair done and their nails done. Like, I that would never occur to me. I never do that anyways. Yeah, I've been cutting my own hair for 20 years. Yeah, so I, yeah, so exactly. My mom, my mom, who, as you know, had 10 kids, and I was the first, mm -hmm. used to tell me that every child is born with their own personality, and... And that's it. They're they 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 are the way they were born. They're all different. Yeah, I think so. I'm... The fact that Gabby is attached to schedule, rigid, pretty rigid with schedules, and you're the opposite. It probably has to do with DNA and um, and epigenetics. Yeah. But she also had to do a lot of the schedules, like working uh, on acting jobs. Oh, that's know? true. When it's she true, was acting, yeah. Yeah, she was on yeah, a pretty rigid a... schedule starting at, like, five years old, so maybe that has something yeah, to do right. with it. But the fact right, that she was right. a good worker starting at five also means something, like yeah. she was born with that personality. Right, I, on the right. other hand, when people are like, oh, I don't know what I would do without work, I have no work ethic whatsoever and would be perfectly happy never having to work a, a day in my life again. Yeah. But you're so good at that online. I mean, see, I haven't been going to your, you know, before COVID, I haven't been go I'm calling it the plague. Before mm -hmm. the plague, I wasn't going to your yoga classes because I they were too hard for me. Mm. And I didn't I since you know I have the, right. the you know the uneven hips and everything and I'm always getting a back problem. So I tried to do your real almost like isometric the first mm -hmm. one exercises and <laughs> I all I did was change position from the front of the mat to the other end, and I was lying down, and it felt like suddenly somebody, my rib cage landed on a metal ridge. <laughs> so it's now, <laughs> I didn't have no idea. I That's said, a good ad. That's mat? a good ad for my yoga. <laughs> oh, no, it minute. was so no, good with those isometrics. It. it felt like my rib cage landed on a metal ridge, and I couldn't move again for the next six months. I've tried it all too. I, I felt like I went through a two-year experiment where I was like, okay, I'm just not going to exercise at all, and I'm just going to try to read more. I didn't get any exercise done, but I also didn't get any reading done, and just basically came out of that experience with the diabetes. Uh. I also like you know how yeah, people. Yeah, well, since are... I haven't been able to swim, they closed down the pool. Would you say that's the I'm only disintegrating more by the minute? But would you say anyway. that's the only difference in your regular schedule during COVID nineteen is that you can't swim? Because I feel like for you, you're already a loner. You go, you paint by yourself. You don't really love, I mean, you love being around other people for a certain amount of time, but then they get on your nerves. You hate sex and men, so that's not an issue. And well, you don't... I'm not sure I believe that. that. I don't know where you got the idea that I hated sex and men. I loved sex when I had the sex hormones. Right. But um, but um, the, the, the most unbelievably awful men have always been, you know, in, in a furious attempt to seduce me so they could make use of me. No one, um, no one could so, match your son-in-law's um, honor and, and just general uh, 
sweetness. That's right. Nobody could match you. So you're you saying for your perfect character. You're I'm saying it's your, it's the ex, it's the men, it's the exploitation. It's the way they exploited you that turned you off, matched with the loss of sex hormones. Um, both. Hmm. Um, well, no, yeah, both. Okay, but let me get back to my other thing I was going to say. Okay. But the, at, between the two phone calls, the new theory I cooked up. Um, <clears throat> the COVID-19 wants to kill off my age population, mm -hmm. <laughs> the people. <laughs> so the, the conspiracy people believe that this is a deliberate uh, mm -hmm. They, it's a deliberate thing to knock off the 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 twenty percent uh, of the population, and I hope I can. I, I I tried to take notes, but you called back before I could find the pen. The okay, boomers. Here the we boomers. Go. It's the so pen. funny because there was suddenly all this uh, for the first time. People really talking about like boomers, like okay, boomer. This is basically the okay boomer trend. Like uh, I written. read about that. Have you heard I, of okay yeah. boomer, mom? I've heard, I've read about it, but I have not personally experienced it. But so you know what I it refers say, to? Yeah, it refers to people, uh, to ba the baby boomer. I'm older than a baby boomer. But do you know? But like, do you um, know why it's like okay, boomer? Like, like it's making... yeah, it's an ironic, sarcastic response to anything that a, a boomer says. Right, and also basically. the boomers are typically anti-Bernie, anti-Bernie Sanders, which is quite Oh no, ironic. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. The that. boomers thank hate you, Bernie you. Sanders, and which is extremely ironic since the boomers were the, you know, the hippie revolution 1968. Yeah, but they're plus also they're the, the only, plus the, they're the main people who would benefit from Bernie Sanders. Right. Exactly. Bernie Sanders politics. Exactly. So it's truly, uh, I don't know, it's a bit flabbergasting. Well, they are the sort of me generation of like, so um, I think like if, uh, if, 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 some, if a younger, like a ni nice young like doctor type who had the same policies as Bernie Sanders, they might be, that would be more appealing. But like their own kind, they're sort of like, ah, this idiot, like he does, you know, there's some kind of jealousy, I think, almost of Bernie. You know what I'm thinking? Maybe it has to do with the uh, radio, television, um, uh, internet, and so on. That the boomers are more easily propagandized by the media, and that because the internet wasn't around for the boomers, and the younger generation has more choices, they can tune in to yeah. play. Um, uh, Amy Goodman, whatever. So they have a much more open mind because they've seen more yeah. sides. They they understand more of the dirty, rotten, loathsome politics. Than yeah, I the do. I do. do. Yeah, I think that's a really good theory. I think it really is so much about the media you consume, the the politics that you espouse. Well, I would say totally. Yeah. Okay, so an IQ, the average IQ is one hundred. So that means the majority of the population um, have a pretty low IQ. I mean, at half and half. Half of them are below 100 and half are above. So that's a, one problem with... Um, with with rule by the masses because yeah. most of, uh, half of them have a low IQ and don't know what the fuck they're doing anyway. Well, yeah, but I mean, I um, I for one, I really do believe in democracy in the sense that uh, there, I do think that you know the Winston Churchill thing. There's nothing better 
So, uh, you know, I do think that people are smart enough to come through a, demo- a truly democratic process with a good plan. Like, so I probably that probably that will work in the future when more of uh, the boomers have died off. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if there if there is some good coming out of COVID, I have to say it's killing off the boomers. I mean, the boomers also lived through the real red scare. Like the the red red baiting doesn't really Not only the red scare. Well, I lived through the World War Two. Right. Right. And but what about I mean, do you just go insane at home with the ridiculous red baiting the media is doing with Bernie? I find that to be actually the most astounding part of the entire Right primary process so far, the red baiting. Well, they've lost the fact that it's about authoritarianism. I do, do too. I I can't believe people are falling for that. I mean, I'm just totally astounded. Like like journalists who I once considered smart will actually, and friends, will bring up the fucking red baiting. When Trump is in cahoots. Well, they're probably getting paid off. You know, they won't, they can't get published. Because there's a, Besides the, the ignorance um, uh, level, there is the corrupt level because people are afraid of losing their jobs if they don't mm-hmm. go by the party line. And the party right. line is don't disturb the status quo because we don't want our we don't want to pay more taxes by the people who make the laws. Right. Okay. So I think we have to go because we locked all the kids out of the house, and I see blood Louis frantically knocking on the window giving me the finger. All right, so that's our wrap. The kids are bleeding. Yep. We'll call you back, Viva, for the next episode. Well, you haven't heard my theory yet. All right, well, write it down and tell us on the next episode. Love you. Yeah, I'll probably love you. Bye. What, you'll probably what, be dead? What? Did you say you'll probably be dead? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, I said love you. Bye. I said love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.